Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. WTLP-FM, Braddock Heights, Frederick. 558. Traffic and weather together on the 8th, and we start with traffic. Bob Imler in the traffic center. Well, about 6 o'clock almost, and uh, still some light out there. Southbound Baltimore, Washington Parkway uh, had the crash. The last report near 197 along the right side. Very slow coming out of Fort Meade as a result. Northbound traffic slow getting past the southbound incident coming up from Greenbelt. An outer loop at 202. That crash remains along the left side of the roadway. 50, good to go out to the Bay Bridge. 270, just volume delays here and there, especially up through Gaithersburg. And uh, outer loop slow into Virginia over the American Legion Bridge without an incident reported in the road. Inner loop delay starts at about the Dulles Toll Road now, getting to 270. 395 and 95 doing all right. Incident on the right shoulder on 95 South after Prince William Parkway is getting attention. It is slow from Lorton getting past it, but the lanes are open. 66, that's heavy and slow mainly for the Beltway out to 123 and again out through Centerville in the district. Along 695, 395, 295, just volume delays. WTLP Traffic Center presented by Window Nation. Make no payments on your new windows for two full years. Visit windownation.com. Bob Inler, WTLP Traffic. Forecast, Steve Rudin. Mostly cloudy skies moving through the evening and into the overnight with wake-up temperatures tomorrow morning in the upper 30s to lower 40s. Partly cloudy on your Friday, a mild day considering the time of year, lower to middle 60s. Showers back in the forecast midday Saturday, lower to middle 60s, cooler on Sunday. I'm 7 News Meteorologist Steve Rudin in the First Alert Weather Center. Down to 49 in Upper Marlboro, 50 in Woodbridge, 52 in D.C. At 559. You're listening to WTOP, Washington's top news, live, local, 24-7. This hour of news is sponsored by Lido Pizza. Lido Pizza never cuts corners. Good evening, I'm Ann Kramer. And I'm Sean Anderson. Coming up... Breaking news. Several students taken to the hospital after a school bus overturns in Columbia, Maryland. I'm Nikolai Nelly. The Justice Department announces no charges regarding President Biden's handling of classified documents. The latest from CBS News in seconds and at 6.15 will go in-depth with Chief Washington Correspondent Major Garrett. Are you going to face more delays at a local airport? Congress considers expanding flights. I'm Mitchell Miller. Today on the why Metro is temporarily closing five red line stations this summer. On Wall Street, the Dow was up 49, NASDAQ up 37, S&P up 3. WTOP at 6 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. I'm Cammie McCormick. The special counsel is out with his report on President Biden's handling of classified materials years ago. Bottom line is the special counsel, in my case, decided against moving forward with any charges. This matter is now closed. CBS News correspondent Catherine Harridge has been looking over the report. It states, quote, he willfully retained and disclosed classified materials after he was vice president and as a private citizen. But based on the evidence, special counsel Robert Herr felt that once it got in front of a jury, if it went to trial, there would be circumstances of reasonable doubt. The Supreme Court heard arguments today over Colorado's decision to remove Donald Trump's name from the primary ballot because of the 2021 insurrection at the Capitol. CBS's Jan Crawford reports the justices seem to be leaning towards striking it down. Justice Kagan focusing on why does a single state get to decide who can, who the other voters in other states can elect for president? That would be extraordinary, she said. Chief Justice John Roberts raised the prospect that other states would follow, but some Republican states may follow, saying, well, this may be an insurrection too. 
we can kick a Democratic candidate off the ballot, suggesting that this is going to cause chaos in the states. There is little doubt that Donald Trump will win the Nevada caucus today, as Aaron Navarro reports. This caucus today is all but locked up for former President Trump. He's the only active candidate on the ballot. But what will be interesting in, in, in the midst of all this confusion is who actually turns out? How many people turn out the caucus? Trump said today he expects a very big night. The U.S. military confirmed today five Marines were killed when their helicopter crashed Tuesday on a flight from Nevada to California. Pentagon spokesman Pat Ryder. We will forever be grateful for their call to duty and selfless service. And we also want to thank the multiple local, state, and federal agencies who are assisting with recovery operations. The helicopter went down in bad weather during a training exercise. Checked your blood pressure lately. A new study claims most Americans have no idea what their vital health numbers are. CBS News medical contributor Celine Gounder. Less than half know their blood pressure or ideal body weight, and only one in five knows their cholesterol or blood sugar levels. So this is Heart Month, designed to raise awareness about preventing heart disease. Another volcanic eruption in Iceland. A state of emergency has been declared. This is the third eruption since December. After more than 800 years of quiet, this is CBS News. Sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Protect your home and auto. Save when you bundle. Get a quote at Progressive.com. That's Progressive.com. 603 on WTOP, Thursday, February 8th, 2024. We have cloudy skies tonight, still mild. 52 in downtown D.C. I'm Sean Anderson. And I'm Ann Kramer. Our top story, local story that is this hour, several students taken to the hospital after a school bus overturned in Columbia on Old Columbia Road this afternoon. WTOP's Nick Ionelli reports from the scene. The school bus is off the road on its side in the middle of a grassy field. What we learned was that there were a total of 19 middle school students from Hammond Middle School on board and one driver. The driver was not injured. Four of the students were transported not in serious condition. The other students were all notified by the school system and their parents picked them up here at the scene. Sherry Llewellyn with Howard County Police says the four students who were taken to the hospital are two girls and two boys. Their ages range from 11 to 14 years old. Investigators are looking into the cause of the crash now. There's no indication that the driver was impaired or that there was any other vehicle involved. In Howard County, Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. A proposal to add more flights at Reagan National Airport has moved forward in Congress. Local lawmakers want to make sure it does not take off. They fear it would create more delays. WTOP's Mitchell Miller today on the Hill. National is already crammed to the brim. Virginia Senator Mark Warner, who opposes a decision from the Senate Commerce Committee to support adding additional slots. Adding five more coming and going flights to National puts it on a real strained basis and I think will undermine safety. Senators from Maryland also oppose the expansion, which is sought by lawmakers from outside of the region. Local lawmakers successfully fought a previous effort to add more flights at the airport when the House took up the FAA authorization bill last year. On Capitol Hill, Mitchell Miller, WTOP News. We'll get ready for some delays this summer if you use Metro's red line between Fort Totten and Glenmont. The Glenmont, Wheaton, Forest Glen, and Silver Spring stations will be closed from June through September. Tacoma will also close in June, but may reopen sooner than the others. The closure comes as the Maryland Transit Administration constructs the mezzanine for the Purple Line at the Silver Spring Transit Center. 
As the MTA works, Metro will also use the time to do some needed projects. Having to shut down between... Glenmont and Fort Titan actually gives us the opportunity to take care of a lot of infrastructure work that needs to be done in the area. Nate Williams heads work planning and maintenance for Metro. He says they will use buses to help get you around the closures. The long-delayed Purple Line expected to open in 2027. Well, now to the local housing market. We've been telling you many folks are struggling to afford a home here in the D.C. region with high prices, high mortgage rates, limited inventory. WTOP's Mike Morello reports if you're looking to buy a home inside the Beltway or somewhere close, there are some neighborhoods where you can stretch your dollar further. I really like Shepherd Park. It continues to be great. It's sandwiched between the Walter Reed development and Silver Spring, giving it tons of commercial options. And realtor John Coleman with the Jason Martin Group says it still has a very good neighborhood feel. From Maryland, I'm a big fan of Kensington. I actually got some folks under contract there this week. Really like the price points, and it's metro-accessible. And it's also like an eight-minute drive to Pike and Rose, which is a big bonus. And in Virginia. I'm going to be banging that Huntington drum. Like, the houses there are in the 400 and 500,000. They're right on a metro line that ties directly into the Amazon campus. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. How to better protect judges comes after the murder of a Western Maryland judge last fall. Lawmakers in Annapolis have taken action. A bill passed in the state Senate today would hide the personal information of judges from someone searching online. The legislation follows last October's murder of Washington County Circuit Court Judge Andrew Wilkinson. It happened outside his home hours after he ruled against a man in a divorce case and awarded custody of the children to the man's wife. House of Delegates will now consider a similar bill. 607, are you looking for a fun way to celebrate Mardi Gras without going to New Orleans next week? Have no fear. Mardi Gras at the Wharf is here. Find your best purple, green, and yellow outfit because Mardi Gras at the Wharf is back this Saturday. Julie Coletti, Senior Manager of Media and Marketing at the Wharf, says this is the sixth year of the celebration, and this year will be bigger than ever. We'll have around 30 floats that our, our businesses have recreated golf carts into these beautiful Mardi Gras floats that best represent their business as well as the Mardi Gras tradition. Along with the parade, the free party features live music, kids' craft stations, and hurricane drinks for the adults. Many of our restaurants are offering fun Mardi Gras-themed food offerings for lunch and brunch. Um, so arrive early. Cheyenne Karen, WTOP News. The celebration kicks off at 3 o'clock Saturday afternoon, ends with fireworks starting at 6.30. Coming up in Money News after traffic and weather. Mortgage rates up, delinquencies too. I'm Jeff Glabel. 608. Michael and Son's heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks. Bob Imler in the WTOP Traffic Center. Pretty uneventful out there for the most part as far as this rush hour is concerned. Interloop of 202 crashes still along the left side of the roadway. Southbound Baltimore-Washington Parkway near 197 crashes been on the right side. Very slow through Laurel. Southbound as a result. And northbound looking at it coming up through Greenbelt 50 to the Bay Bridge without delay. We're pretty good on 270. Heaviest uh, coming up past Shady Grove off and on up through Montgomery Village. Nothing much beyond that. Now in Columbia, Old Columbia Road between Guilford Road and 32 is still closed. Gorman Road and 32, I should say, because of that crash involving the bus. But uh, 29 itself is open and not affected by it. And interloop delay starts at the Dulles Toll Road headed for Maryland now. And 66 on the westbound side from the Beltway up through Vienna, again through Centerville, eastbound through Falls Church, just brief volume delays, 395 south uh, past the Pentagon on 95, 
from Lorton over the Occoquan to 123, past Prince William Parkway to an incident on the shoulder. Still some volume. An outer loop only slow from about Telegraph to the Wilson Bridge. Now, want to test an electric car? Plug it to fitsmall.com. Find your electric ride today. Check out the Subaru Solterra, Hyundai Ioniq, or the Toyota BZ4X at fitsmall.com. That's the Fitzway. Bob Inwood, WTOP Traffic. Over to 7 News. First alert, meteorologist Steve Rudin. Evening clouds will stick around overnight and into early tomorrow morning with wake-up temperatures in the upper 30s to lower 40s. Tomorrow, a nice mix of sun and clouds. A great way to end the work and school week with daytime highs anywhere from the lower to middle 60s. Winds from the south at 5 to 10. Tracking a cold front on Saturday. That will likely trigger a few showers during the afternoon. Highs for the day, lower to middle 60s. Trending cooler on Sunday. Highs in the 50s. And we're in the 40s by next week. I'm 7 News Meteorologist Steve Rudin in the First Alert Weather Center. Temperatures not bad for this time of evening. We're at 51 in Hyattsville, 51 in Herndon, Foggy Bottom at 52. We're brought to you by Long Fence. Save 25% on decks, pavers, and fences. Six months, no payment, no interest. Conditions apply. Go to longfence.com. Money news at 10 and 40 past the hour. Over to Jeff Claybaugh. Mortgage rates rose just a little this week. Freddie Max has a 30-year fix now averages 6.64%. That's just the average. With the exception of a brief spike Friday and Monday, 30-year rates have remained relatively steady the last two months. Mortgage delinquencies are rising up for two consecutive quarters. The Mortgage Bankers Association says the mortgage delinquency rate is highest among FHA loans, rising to almost 11% last quarter. Despite the recent wave of tech company layoffs, first-time filings for unemployment benefits fell for the first time in three weeks last week. The Dow ended the day up just 49 points, but enough for another record. The S&P 500 up just three points. It closed at another record high. The Nasdaq up 37 by the close, closing at a 52-week high. Jeff Clayball, WTOP News. Think Whole Foods Market for a sizzling Valentine's Day with sales on steak, roses, and more through Valentine's Day. Find deals on delicious desires right now. Well, coming up here on WTOP, the special counsel says President Biden willfully disclosed classified materials, but no criminal charges are needed. We'll go live to CBS News Chief Washington correspondent Major Garrett in just a couple of minutes. 612. Before you use AI to transform your agency, you need to begin with trust. Introducing WatsonX Governance. Helping you govern any AI as data, models, and policies change so you can scale it responsibly. Let's create AI that begins with trust with WatsonX Governance. Learn more at ibm.com slash federal. IBM. Let's create. An explosion in online services and platforms presents organizations with a very difficult task. How to be certain that someone is who they say they are online. If an individual is not physically in front of you holding a driver's license or other ID document, how can you be sure that they are who they claim to be or that they even exist? At iProve, our mission is to make the world a safer place using facial biometric technology. We enable organizations to maximize online security while protecting user privacy. Learn more at iProve.com. What can take the work out of getting to work? This van can. What can take HOV every day, every way? This van can. What can save you time, money, and your sanity? This van can. This van can change your life. Vanpool Alliance can get you to and from work quickly, easily, and with a lot fewer emissions than driving our own cars. Beat the traffic and kick back with a book or podcast or show while vanning it up. Just visit vanpoolalliance.org to find a van pool near you. 
And now, another contractor spotlight from IBEW Local 26. I'm Crystal Say with G&S Electrical Services, owner and CFO. I've always seen the other side of it, too, not being a business owner, but being a spouse to someone that's in the union and how well it's benefited us just raising our family. You have just as much support on the other side being a business owner as you do, you know, being of the union. Honestly, our youngest had a lot of food allergies. The union was amazing with helping me figure out what formulas were covered. Most time you're calling an 800 number, you never know who you're going to talk to. If you call a union about your health stuff, you're calling and talking to an office, and most of the time you can talk to the same person every time you call. Being on the employer side, I'm glad that we have a company that can do that for our employees. They have families that they have issues with. They can just call them and be like, hey, I'm having an issue. How can you help me? And you're talking to the same person every time. To start growing your electrical business, go to IBEWLocal26.org and click Business Opportunities. IBEW Local 26, where electrical contractors come to grow. Washington's top news, WTOP. Facts matter. 615, I'm Ann Kramer. And I'm Sean Anderson. Thanks for being with us. President Biden will not be prosecuted for his handling of classified documents from the time when he was a private citizen. But special counsel Robert Hur says the president and his team were sloppy in their retention of documents at an office in D.C. and in Mr. Biden's Delaware home. And he says the situation presents what the special counsel calls serious risks to national security. Well, joining us live, CBS News Chief Washington correspondent Major Garrett, who also hosts the Takeout podcast. Good to have you back here, Major. Thanks so much. Oh, great to be with you. What a day. A very historic and busy day in news. Absolutely. Let's start with uh, the special counsel report. A reprimand, no charges, but some scathing comments within the her report here. What first is his justification for not pressing charges against the president? That the mishandling of documents marked classified was willful and clumsy and reckless and did present national security risks, but not prosecutable. The best remedy the special counsel said was not to try to bring this before a jury, not to try to test whether or not this was, by the letter of the law, prosecutable to the fullest extent. So the special counsel said we will defer on that. And then the special counsel, to the perspective of the White House, went a little bit off script, not about the evidence, not about whether the law applies, but about the faculties of the person at the center of this investigation, President Biden, saying that, and this is a direct quote, we have also considered that at trial, Mr. Biden would likely present himself to a jury as he did during our interview of him as a sympathetic, well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. The White House Counsel's Office has already written back to Special Counsel Robert Hur, describing those comments as prejudicial and inflammatory and asking the Special Counsel to revisit them. The White House is enraged by these react by these descriptions of the president's mental faculties and the legal problems for the president are over. The matter is, as he said today, closed the political implications. I think they've only begun. Major, those comments about an elderly man with a poor memory, does that strike you as odd and, and even possibly seen by some as a dig against the president? It does seem to be. Odd, but the special counsel puts it in the context of one of the reasons there was not a decision to prosecute, that either the jury would have a hard time understanding what was willful and not willful on the president's conduct because his memory was so poor. So I think the special counsel is asserting, look, that was part of our decision not to prosecute, and we have an obligation to explain to the public why we didn't 
move ahead with a prosecution. And the faulty memory was one of the reasons it would present very complex difficulties for a jury assessing what the president knew and why he made certain decisions. Even so, the White House does not believe that was part of the special counsel's obligation to the public and certainly disagrees with the inferences drawn about what the president remembered and why. And the White House also points out that this interview over two days, October 8th and October 9th, five hours, came right after the Hamas attack in Israel on October 7th. And as the White House likes to indicate, and the president did today in some remarks, that was an international crisis of a distracting nature, to put it mildly. The other huge story of the day, President Trump's case before the Supreme Court over the question of whether he should be on the primary ballot in Colorado because the Supreme Court in that state believed he shouldn't because of the 14th Amendment. Your analysis of what happened today in the Supreme Court. Historic arguments never before had these matters been brought before the high court. And unusually for the composition of this current court, ideological agreement and ideological curiosity on the same constitutional and practical realities of the question put before the justices, which is what would happen in America if one state decided to strike a leading candidate for the presidency from the ballot? The justices said not only were they not certain there was constitutional justification for that, they were deeply concerned about the practical ramifications of that, creating confusion and possibly, as Chief Justice John Roberts said at one point, states doing that to one another just to compensate for some state in another jurisdiction taking a candidate favored in that state off the ballot. He said that could create enormous problems, and the consensus of lawyers I've talked to after today's oral arguments is not only is the court likely to decide with former President Trump, but it may do so on a unanimous or near unanimous basis. Major, thank you for helping us better understand all this today. Thanks so much. CBS News Chief Washington Correspondent Major Garrett. WTOP's traffic and weather together. Let's go to Bob Imler in the traffic center. Southbound Baltimore, Washington Parkway, heavy and slow through Laurel, but I believe the crash near 197 is out of the roadway. Outer loop at 202. believe that one has been cleared, but it is still slow just a bit up through Landover. Coming up from Central Avenue, now 270 northbound after Route 28. Caller says two separate crashes, one on the left, one on the right, in the main lane. So be alert on 270 North, headed up through Rockville. Uh, interloop delay only starts now at about the Dulles Toll Road, getting over the American Legion Bridge, and uh, does slow through Bethesda and Silver Spring. Of course, 66 heaviest westbound moving out through Vienna, Fairfax City, and Centerville. Southbound 95 from Route 1 through Woodbridge slows down outer loop from about Telegraph to the Wilson Bridge. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly $750 on average. Call or click today and find out if they can save you hundreds on your car insurance. Bob Inler, WTOP Traffic. Let's get a check of our forecast. 7 News First Alert Meteorologist Steve Rudin. As we head through the remainder of the evening and into the overnight, clouds are going to play a big factor in our temperatures. They're not going to drop a whole lot. We're in the upper 30s to lower 40s come early tomorrow morning. Tomorrow, a great end of the work and school week. Daytime highs in the lower to middle 60s. Winds from the south at 5 to 10. That's one of the keys to making it a warm day, considering the time of year. Saturday, tracking a cold front. Chance for a few showers during the midday. Highs lower to middle 60s. Cooler on Sunday. I'm 7 News Meteorologist Steve Rudin of the First Alert Weather Center. 49 in Lanham. We've got 51 in Arlington. We check in at 50 in Gaithersburg. Coming up on WTOP. The Super Bowl is big bucks, even around here. 
I'm John Doman. 621. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Microsoft now makes Azure OpenAI service available in our government cloud to help agencies accelerate, automate, and innovate on the most comprehensive and compliant cloud platform. Using the latest generative AI capabilities, Azure OpenAI service for government is optimized to unlock new insights from controlled, unclassified, and secure data for better user experiences and enhanced national security. Learn how Azure OpenAI service for government clouds drives real transformation at aka.ms slash fedai. February is American Heart Month. Here is Dr. Vani Garg, cardiologist at MedStar's Heart and Vascular Institute, discussing key steps in preventing heart disease. It is very important to know your numbers. You see either your primary care doctor or a cardiologist and get your cholesterol checked, get your blood pressure checked. Under 200 for your total cholesterol is technically considered normal. A blood pressure higher than 130 over 85 is high. That's usually an indication to us that you need to be started on treatment. Patients should find a doctor they trust. Once again, MedStar Washington Hospital Center is ranked among the nation's top cardiology, heart and vascular surgery programs, and the only cardiovascular center in the Washington, D.C. region to be ranked by the U.S. News and World Report Best Hospitals 2023-24 Survey. Dr. Stuart Seides, executive director of the MedStar Heart and Vascular Institute, notes, the entire team feels a genuine sense of pride and accomplishment in this well-deserved and ongoing recognition. For more information about the MedStar Heart and Vascular Institute, visit MedStarHealth.org. Get 50% off tax prep at Jackson Hewitt. Limited time offer for new clients filing at participating locations. Max savings $200. Visit jacksonhewitt.com slash 50 for terms. This is WTOP News. 623. Well, lots of people are likely putting the final touches on what they'll be doing for the Super Bowl. Local police want to, you to remember to plan accordingly if there's going to be drinking involved. Here's WTOP's Neil Augenstein. The best thing that anyone can do is have a plan to get home safely before you go to the party. Fairfax County Deputy Police Chief Eli Corey. Designating somebody who's driving that's not going to drink. We're arranging for a ride share app to come pick you up. He says this weekend and especially on Sunday, patrol officers will be looking for DWIs. Neil Augenstein, WTLP News. And it might not be cheap if you are hosting a Super Bowl party this year. That part from WTOP's John Doman. Even if you're not going to the game, you might be spending lots of money to enjoy it. According to our survey, they're going to spend an average of $189 on Super Bowl weekend purchases. Kristen McGrath with Retail Me Not says that's more than $50 more than what was spent last year. The spending will include everything from new TVs, which are likely on sale, to new apparel. But the biggest expense of course is the food her advice look for those bogo deals if you're entertaining a crowd and you can get a buy one get one or a buy three get one free offer on a certain snack or beverage uh, that's going to definitely save you a lot of money john dome in wtop news sports at 25 and 55 